Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. How is everybody doing? Happy Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> it's one of my favorite weekends of the year for football. Love the games this weekend. Um, they're usually great games to watch. Um, I know my Chiefs put it together last night and and, and got a W over uh, over the Dolphins in the uh, you know the Frozen Bowl or whatever they want to call it, the fourth coldest uh postseason game in nfl history so uh, i'm sure it was brutal out there for all those players and uh mahomes getting his helmet like literally got hit in the head and busted a piece off his helmet like oh my god that must have been an unbelievable impact to bust up a helmet like that i'm happy he's uh he was okay <laughs> Uh, getting this, uh, getting this podcast out, we're an hour, this is Sunday, we're an hour away from kickoff for the football, so I'm, uh, I'm working diligently, we're going to get this done and get it posted before kickoff, hopefully. Uh, but wow, what a busy hobby weekend, like seriously, uh, I started out, well, you know, last week I talked about getting ready for the show, so it was like a daily thing, you know, getting doing everything, preparing for the show. So it really started during the week. But then uh, Friday night, I was kicking it with the cousins, um, cousin Oz uh, and cousin Tony. I was a guest on their uh, on their podcast. So it was fun hanging out with them on Friday night. Uh, the episode, I believe, is dropping Monday, which is tomorrow. Uh, and if you go check out, uh, if you want to check it out, go check out Cousins Collectible Podcast. It was a good time. I think we had a lot of fun. It was, uh, it, it was, uh, uh, I, I don't want to say interview. I hate, hate saying that word interview because they're not really interviewing me. We're just talking, right? Just, just, just talking hobby. But Saturday, I had the last show, uh, Sea Caucus, New Jersey, uh, up, up, up and on the road by 5 a.m., two hour drive down there. Uh, I was really looking forward to the show and I talked about it. I talked about it a couple of times, right? First show of 2024. You know, you want you want to start out the year right. You want to go out and kill it from the beginning. Uh, it's like anything else. I it, Everything else, I always go back. I swirl back right to the casino, right? When you show up at the casino, you want to sit down and, and, and hit right away so you can be playing on their money the rest of the time you're there right you're not not spending your own money you're you're spending your winnings out there it's pretty similar you know with 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 the hobby you know you want to go out you want to have a big show get started start with a 2024 nest egg and move forward for there from there um i spent weeks building singles boxes uh, picking up inventory, going out to local shows, finding some stuff online. So just trying to make, you know, the show, the first show as successful as possible. Because my next show uh, in Atlanta, Culture Collision, 
I can't bring all these singles boxes and things like that. In fact, I'm very limited what I can bring. And basically my Zion backpack and whatever cards fit in there is, is what I'm bringing down there. So hoping for a good show here. So that, that may be a little bit lighter and I can go there a little bit more cash heavy, right? Go down there and do more, try to do some more buying than selling and buy and sell, you know, buy some cars, drop them in the case, that type of thing. Um, it's always pretty cool when you go on the road to a show and it's like that where if you're going to be setting up uh, and, and I did this at the national last year, right? So you're bringing out your cards and then you can only bring so much. So it's nice to be able to be, buy a few cards while you're there right away and drop them in the case and try to try to, you know, turn those over immediately. So that's, you know, starting to look like my plan looking forward to uh, the end of the month, the second show of the year uh, at, at Culture Collision. But but yeah, just really excited to start 2024 off big, right? Just hit the ground running. Uh, I got to the show and uh, I realized I lost my front row status. <laughs> and, and you know, front row status is, is important at some of these shows. Uh, I was bumped to the third row, but I did miss uh, the last two two shows down there. I'd have been, you know, pretty much consistently going to every one of the shows. I missed the last two shows. And it's pretty standard for a promoter if someone like me misses a couple shows, you know, and I have front, I'm in the front row, they'll pull me out and they'll put somebody else in there. And, uh, you know, if I start being consistent to all the shows and a spot opens up, maybe I'll bounce up, you know be it be up front but you know it wasn't too bad i mean i wasn't upset i kind of expected it if i would have shown up and been in the front row i would have been extremely surprised after missing the last the last two shows um so yeah third row uh the only downfall uh is there's not many buying opportunities in the third row uh by the time people get to the show and they start and they, especially people who want to sell their cards, people who show up and they're like, I, I'm going to the show to make some money today. I want to sell some cards and get some cash. Those cards are pretty much sold out in the, in the, in the front row, you know, as long as, as long as the, and, and the crazy thing, a lot of people will show up, you know, when you, when people are buying cards, Everyone looks at the comp, the comp, the comp. When people are selling cards, they it's it's almost as if they expect that they know they're going to get less than what the card's worth because they're selling it to a dealer. You know, if they were selling it to somebody else there, they may get a better deal than just selling it to a dealer. But say the card comps $100, right? And they show up and the dealer says, well, the last one sold for $100. And of course, they're going to start at $60 or $65 and let you, you know, maybe counter offer and hope you don't. Hope they can get that card for $60 or $65. So that, you know, that's, it, it's almost a given sometimes. And I often wonder where that thought process has come from is just other people have talked about it in the hobby because i went to toronto expo last year with my cards and i didn't walk in there thinking i'm giving up these cards at 65 70 or 75 percent i was pretty stuck at 80 percent on those cards and and i thought 80 percent would have been the same amount that i would have sold those cards set up as a dealer so I'm okay with selling that. I didn't want to go underneath. And I did come home. I, I absolutely came home with some of those cards from the Toronto Expo that I said, look, I'm just not going to let these cards go any lower than that. Makes no sense for me to do that. Um, but, you know, I see a lot of times people come in and I don't want to say the people because 
the part I hear are the dealers, right? Like, especially at this show, I'll hear the dealers talking, you know, they will come running over. Oh my God, look at this card I just picked up. Oh, and somebody says, oh, what did you pay for it? And they say, and everybody's like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Who, who sold that card for that much money? So there, there's, you know, definitely some deals to be had, you know, as a dealer, if you're in the front row and people are coming to, to sell the cards. Um, so I, you know, I missed out on that, but now by the time people get to me third row, I mean, there's just scraps left. Right. Um, you know, but all is not lost for people who are willing to hold out for a better price. Number one, because if people do show up and they pull some nice cards out, I know right away if I'm in the third row, I know right away, you know, they're, they're holding out. They they've been made offers that they've turned down already. And sometimes people would rather just trade the cards. I mean, they know what the value is of the cards, and instead of doing this and getting cash and sometimes it it's, you know, if you've got a decent card, it, it's worth trying to hold. And if you know what you're looking for to go try to trade, trade the cards. So I say all is not lost because sometimes there's some decent stuff that there's people have held on to. They didn't want to let go cheaper. Um, or they're looking to, you know, make a trade and, you know, you hope, you hope if it's a card you want, you hope you've got something in your case that they're looking for. Uh, foot traffic was really good from start to finish. Uh, my dollar boxes, uh, discount boxes, they did their job. They paid, paid for their separate table. They paid for, for the day for all of us, you know, and, and, and a little extra and then some, uh, which is, you know, I often think if I had other things going on and I didn't a enjoy doing it and b have the time to do it, would it would it all make sense to put all that work into creating them? But because I like doing it and because I have so many cards here and it helps me, you know, get rid of, you know, get rid of cards out of the office, just putting them in these boxes and, and hope they sell. And I've done this before with these boxes, right? I start out, they start out as, you know, some start out as $3 cards after a show or two, they may go to $2 cards after a show or two, they may go to $1. Cause there's no sense me just dragging these things back and forth, back and forth after, after two, three, four, five shows. If, if they're still in that box, you know, they may go down to 50 cents, you know, two for a dollar or something like that, just because it's just at that point where, okay, you know, mostly the cards in there that everybody was looking for are gone. And now there's, you know, what's left is what's left. And at some point they, they'll become a donation possibly to somebody else or somebody's organization or some kids that are looking for cars to start things. Right. So, you know, you can't, it's not like a slabbed car. You can't hold out forever on, on the, on the singles. It's, you know, you, especially if you have as many as I do, you want to just keep them moving. Uh, sales were decent. They were decent. Uh, I didn't sell a whole lot of things. I didn't have a whole lot of inventory really to sell. I did have, you know, I had football, um, and that's what sold for me. Uh, and I did sell one big card, which I'll talk about a little later, but that really made the day, you know, a, a success selling the bigger card, uh, making the sale and closing the sale was tough, was really tough, probably tougher than I've, I've seen. And, and I'm just going to even say, I've seen, I'm not going to say since anywhere, because I just think, uh, this, this just seemed yesterday was just kind of a strange day. Uh, you know, getting, making sales and, and, and closing sales. 
Uh, and, you know, and I'm not talking about like, you know, one, two, three, five hundred dollar cards. I'm talking about even stuff from the dollar boxes and the discount slabs. You know, I, I, I had cards in a box, you know, that are two dollar cards that most of the cards in there are probably from three to five dollars or three to four dollars. And I know that because I put them in there. Um, and at one point they were $5 cards and now they're $2 cards, right? And then I have somebody pull out 40 cards at $2 and they're like $20. And I'm like, well, well, no, it's not, it's not $20, you know? And it became this whole negotiation. I, I thought to myself, I, I can't, I can't believe I'm, I'm negotiating on a $2 cards out of a dollar box, you know, how many are there? And, you know, some people, they were just like, Oh, I can't get this for 20. And they would just put the cars down and walk away. I'm like, okay, I can pick them up, put them back in the, in the thing, you know, and, and other people stood there and, and, and just, you know, went, went back and forth. I mean, margins were super tight, super tight. Uh, and there was, I, I'm telling you, there were no, there was not one easy sale yesterday. There was not any sale that somebody came up and said, how much for this? I gave them a price. They made me an offer that I accepted, or I came back up a little and they accepted there. It, it just kept going and going. Um, and there were uh, more negotiations um, of sales that never happened than sales that did happen, which was another kind of a strange day. Um, and at least three cards at least three cards. I spent a good amount of time negotiating uh, with somebody where they ended up walking away over five or ten dollar difference on the card, and it was one of those where I'm like, I'm I'm giving in and I'm coming down and I'm trying to meet you, but on your end, you're just like, no, I just want to pay this ridiculously low amount and that's it, and I'm. And if you don't want to give it to me, I'm just going to walk away. And at that point, I'm like, well, I guess you're going to walk away. Right. And three of those times, there were other people standing there, like listening, watching this go on and on and on and on. Um, and once you put all that work into it, you really want to get the sale done. Right. So here are these people just being as difficult as could be. But somebody else standing there ended up, that's person, these people point I'm making the the, the 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 person trying to negotiate would walk away without ever get getting a deal done losing it over a few dollars and the person standing behind them was just like oh I'll, I'll take the card at that much and just handed me the money for the card right so that would have been an easy sale that that happened but if I didn't have to spend 10 minutes and I probably could have gotten five more dollars or ten more dollars for the card from that person to begin with so it was almost as if some people just didn't want to buy the card unless they were getting it at like such a ridiculously low price. Um, and I lost more sales than I closed. I, I'm, I will tell you that right now, more sales walked away than ended up buying yesterday over 
like ridiculously low amounts. And I had a new guy who was set up. Like I, I was always set up with the same people in the front row. So this is my first time in the third row. So I had new guys on, on the sides of me. So I'm just chit-chatting with them. We're watching what's going on. And the one guy next to me, he was just shaking his head and say all day, that's just been happening to me all day. Like people come up with this price stuck in their head, like a, you know, a hundred dollar card and they want to pay $60 and they won't take no for an answer. And it's, it's such an odd situation as a dealer when you're standing there and you're just saying, no, I'm not going to sell it to you for that price. But then they keep going and <laughs> trying to, trying to, you know, negotiate you down a little bit. Uh, I sold one one of uh, so I had two Patrick Mahomes the uh, XRCs BGS nine fives one was uh, you know one was better than the other um, so I kept one for myself and I had one in my case for sale so the last comp on the card it was in my case the last comp on the card was twenty four hundred uh, and there was a rogue comp out there for like eighteen hundred dollars. Um, and a guy comes in, he's, he says, I'm really interested in the card. You know, let, let's talk about it. And he said, you know, well, I see this. There's a last comp was 1800. I'll give you 1600. And I'm like, we're, we're not even close. Not, not even close. I said, look, this Patrick Mahomes we're talking about. I said, you know, last comp was 2400. I said, back at the national, this card was a $3,600 card. You know, I, I'm going to tell you what other people are saying in this room but I don't care if he makes a run or not. Like if he makes a run, this the price of this card goes up. And if he doesn't, it stays here. But I'm a Mahomes Chiefs fan. I'm a Mahomes fan. Uh, I would just assume keep this card, then let it go for anything less than $2,400. So that's where I'm at with this card. Um, probably 30 minutes trying to get this card cheaper. Customers coming up, I'm making a deal. He's still trying to talk over them. You know, and and I just assume there's no way we're ever getting a deal done. Not when you're starting at sixteen hundred dollars on 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 this particular card. Uh, he kept saying, "Ah, I've got cash. I'm paying cash. Let's just get this deal done." Um, you know, where can we be? And I said, "We could be at twenty four hundred. I mean, you could pay twenty four hundred. And he said, "Well, how about if we trade? I'll I'll give you twenty four hundred dollars of these. You know." couple hundred dollar car and i went through his cards and i said there's really nothing in here that makes sense for me to to to, to trade for um so probably after like 40 minutes he finally says okay i'll give you 2300 for it and i said 2300 is not 2400 <laughs> so and we went around five ten more minutes on this and and uh you know we're we're a hundred dollars away i mean we're a hundred dollars difference on the card um, and he's putting so much work into, into getting this card. I said, all right, look, I'm, I'm going to throw the guy a bone. I said, look, get a deal done. I said, I'll come down $50. I said, we could do 2350. I'm meeting you in the middle. You've been here all this time. Like, let's just get it done. So another 10 minutes, uh, you know, I, I feel more comfortable. He goes, I really feel comfortable at 2000, but and then finally, another customer comes up, is talking to me about something. And right in the middle of this customer, he says, okay, I'll do the 2350. And then he starts pulling out. And I think he, at that point, he had to go. So then all of a sudden, he takes out $1,350. And he puts it down. And he asked me for my PayPal info. <laughs> I started laughing. In fact, the, the neighbor next to me, the, this guy started laughing louder than I was laughing because he was here for the whole time listening to this stuff go out. I go, come on, man. 
I go, all this, all this talk about cash, and you don't even have the cash to buy the card. Unbelievable. <laughs> he says, oh, oh, he goes, I thought I had it. I forgot I spent $1,000 on something else. <laughs> I said, well, now it's $2,400 again. I said, I can't give you a discount if you're paying me in PayPal. He goes, Bob, but it's friends and family. I'm like, I, it better be friends and family. You're standing here taking the card, but it's still it's $2,400 again. I, I, I can't. And that's it. That's not my bottom line. Uh, and he stood there for a few minutes and he's like, fine, I'll do it. And, you know, a couple things. One, I, that was the only card in the room that of that, that, that XRC was the only one I saw in the room. I didn't see a 10, a nine, a nine, five. I didn't see other one in that room that day. I get out and walk the room in the morning. Uh, and specifically, I look for Mahomes cards because this is I have these in my case just so I get an idea what other people are pricing them at. Because some of the shows I go to, somebody will have that card and they'll have it for three thousand. I've been that person. I've had that at three thousand, you know. Um, and this particular time, I said, you know what? I'm just going to put it at the last comp and just say I'm firm at that price. Uh, this way, I, I I don't have to be, you know, that guy that says, well, uh, you know, I know it's 24 and I've got 3,000. No, I'm cutting to the chase. It doesn't have to be a whole lot of conversation. I can be completely honest with you. This is the card. Here's the comp. And and let me tell you something. If that $2,400 comp wasn't there, I wouldn't even put the card in the case. I would have left the card at home, right? And I would have waited for that comp to come up. But at $2,400, it makes a lot of sense for me to sell that card. And I could use that money to, you know, buy other inventory that's more sellable to put in my case. Because these $2,000, these $2,500 cards, they're not so sellable right now. Uh, and, I, and I don't think moving forward anytime soon, I think they're going to be sellable cards. I mean, I know it depends on the person that's on the card, but when you're setting up at these shows, there's so many more sales from those one to 500, you know, maybe six, seven, but generally that two, three, $400, there's so many more sales there. And those sales are easier. There's not as much negotiation going on because there's just not enough room to go either direction on those cards. So it just makes sense for me as a dealer, what's going in my case, because that card is my dealer inventory. It's not my PC card. I have my identical one. That's a little better PC card in my PC. So this here is a card that is my inventory. So if it makes sense to sell that card at the current comp and replenish, you know, put more things in that are more sellable items in my case as a, you know, making a business decision, that is an excellent business decision for me to do that. And walking around, you know, I didn't see many, I see a lot of, I saw a lot of higher end Mahomes, like rookie autos, things like that. But I didn't see a lot of, you know, these XRCs, these, you know, uh, I also have the Lime, uh, the, the green one, uh, which is a PSA 9. I, I never see those in a room, any show. I haven't seen those at any show I've been to. And a lot of people come up and they comment and they talk about the card, but uh, it's just one of those funny cards that somewhere like these cards sell at like three in the morning on, I don't know, on a Monday night or something, a Monday morning or something or Tuesday morning that like, if I could buy that card at that comp, I would just continue to buy that card at that, at that 1300, 1200, 1150, something like that. 
But when you look at all the other ones the for sale, if you go to any of the auction sites, they're all $2,000 or more. So it's it's a funny thing. Where do you sell that card? I have the card in my case at 15. My card is in my case at $1,500, right? So it make, makes sense for me to sell that card at that much, but I'm not selling that card at $1,000 or, you know, 12, something like that. And, and those are the particular cards I just tell people when they come up, this is the price. Uh, this is what I'm selling for me. And I'm, and I'm firm on that price. I, I really don't have much room there. Uh, so shout out to my man, uh, at Homer sports cards who had just got to the show. We had messaged, he was coming late and he said, look, let, I'm going to message you. I said, uh, I told him message me if you're going to come and I'll tell you if it's worth coming over. I'll tell you what, you know, what it looks like. So he messaged me. It was super busy. I said, yeah, definitely come over. So he, he showed up to say hi when this whole negotiation for this uh, Mahomes XRC started. And I swear he walked the whole show and he came back as that deal ended. I mean, that's how long this deal took. It felt like it took the whole day, um, to get done. Um, and also, uh, my old neighbor, shout out to him, Jason at the cardboard collaborative, kind of a similar situation. He was there. He came by to say goodbye. Uh, and before I know it, I'm in the middle of talking. I look back and he was good. So I didn't, didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him, but you know, I appreciate, you know, people who stop by say hello and, and, you know, come hang out at the show is always a good time. Uh, I only had a few pickups. Uh, I traded, uh, I traded a hockey card, uh, for, and I'm happy to get all the hockey. Uh, I traded a hockey card for some raw football and cash. So, uh, if you're on YouTube, I'll hold these up. So I picked up these two, uh, one's an Anthony Richardson, uh, rookie gear patch, the, uh, pink prism. And the other one is uh, CJ Stroud, uh, premier Jersey patch. Hold those up. Uh, I'll send those off to grading. Um, and really, and I've been talking about this, I'm really just trying to buy good, clean, raw rookies. You know, I, I, I have some orders. I want to send some orders, get out the PSA uh, and be ready, you know, late spring, early summer to, uh, to start selling all these things. So right now it doesn't really make sense for me to buy graded cards unless you know, unless the, the price is really right. So, and, and I'll give you a, for instance, cause I, I, I missed out on a card and I was kicking myself afterwards for it. So before the show started, uh, I was, I got ready to go. I did want to do a quick lap around just to see what was out there, what was going on. And I see someone had a Joe Burrow as a 2020 Joe Burrow optic downtown PSA 10. And I saw it. I pulled up the comps. I looked at the price uh, and the price, the sticker on it was the, uh, the last comp, the last sale was the comp on there. Um, and I was about just to negotiate and just say, Hey, will you take, or, you know, do you have any room or anything like that? Uh, I knew my cash was still in my Zion box at the table. Cause at that moment I'm like, Oh, I should just go grab my cash instead and just and get the deal, you know, done all at once. Right. So I ran back to my table. I was going to grab my cash. Uh, and I thought I'd grab a card too out of the case, just in case maybe they wanted to trade or they were interested in a trade. And when I ran back, somebody was at my table looking at one of my cards. So we got into talking about the card and it took about 15 minutes to, you know, end up getting, get the deal done and get paid, uh, for the card. 
So when I got that done, I grabbed my cash and I kind of ran back to her table and the card was missing out of the case. And I said, oh, what happened to the Joe Burrow? And she goes, oh, I just sold it. I was like, oh, right. Rookie mistake. Not being 100% prepared at all times. Uh, and that was probably, you know, my mistake of the day. And, you know, it's one of those. And it, and if you do this, you go to shows and you walk away from a deal and then you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go back and get that. And you go back and the card's gone. You're like, oh, why didn't I just say yes? And I, I, that's, I, that's how I went home with, with, with uh, Joe Burrow downtown in my head, right? That optic downtown in my head, it was priced so well. And, you know, next year, I think, you know, that card, you know, the value of that, that, that would have been a, that would have been a card that I would have bought in stash just because I knew the price was right on that card, especially with him being out, being injured, done for the season. Um, and the last thing about this show that I'll talk about, um, you know, I'm working hard, I'm getting deals done. And I just talked about, you know, slim margins and, and so many other things. And, and later in the day, you know, some of the dealers, there was, there was a few open tables, uh, I think throughout, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know, like, like people showed up, but then they were like walk away from their table to go, you know, do things, you know? So there were a few open tables early, but later some dealers had left. And I just no, noticed that a lot of the attendees were, you know, grouping up at these tables and having like little mini trade nights at these tables and getting deals done. Um, and it's, you know, to me, it was just a little, that was a little disappointing. Like I paid for the table. I got there. I'm, I'm working it and I'm noticing that, you know, these, these, a lot of these people are working out their own deals on the side later in the day. And, you know, I guess it's to be expected. If I was there, if I was walking, I would probably do the same thing or get involved. If, you know, we all only do this thing and we all want to get a deal done, right? We want to, we all want to try to get a good deal and, you know, see what other people have and, and try to get it done. But as a dealer, like, I, I don't know. I just think it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth, you know, just something like that happening, especially after I've been working hard all day to get deals done. And I see more deals going on at, at tables that weren't paid for, but that's just me, right? A little bit. I guess that's on me too. Uh, I went to, uh, I went to another show on Sunday uh, a local show in Orange, Connecticut, uh, a show that I, I've never been to or even knew existed. So shout out to Bill and Billy sports cards, um, for telling me about the show. I brought, I, I showed you guys last week. I pulled that CJ Stroud silver prism. Um, and I had that in my case at the Saturday show. Uh, I priced it under comps what what it was currently selling for uh on eBay and the offers I got on it were absolutely insulting and then you know some people say oh he's going to get blown out today and he's all you know people don't want to be so negative and other people are like oh that's a really nice card but you know in a few weeks the prices are going to be down and everybody had so many things to say but the offers that came in were were like less than what half the current comp was going on um my card had a little dimple in it nothing crazy 
little dimple. And I know most of them I look online, most of them, if you look close enough, they all have a little dimple somewhere. Um, but I didn't feel that this card would have gemmed or I would have sent it for grading. I had other people look at it too. And everybody came to the same conclusion. Like it could gem, but it's definitely a solid nine. Right. Um, and we don't even know, right? Somebody, we say it could be a solid nine. It depends on who's looking at it that day, right? It could be a 10, it could be an eight, right? So who knows on that? I didn't want to take a chance. Like here's a card that, you know, I pulled and the value is so high. It just made sense for me to, to you know, sell that card versus take a chance of uh, grading it. Uh, and when I arrived at this show, uh, Young Billy had just pulled that identical card, the identical the uh, the CJ Stroud Silver Prism. Just had pulled it out of a, a, a cello pack, right? So, got there. He's got his card. I've got my card. Somebody had looked to buy his card. He directed me to the person that was looking to buy, and I brought my card over to them. Uh, super easy deal. I sold my car immediately. So thanks to them. You know, at just going down to the show and, you know, a little, a little direction pointing, uh, I got mine sold. So I was super excited about that. Um, it was a small show, but it was nice. It was nice. I mean, there was, I knew a couple of the dealers that I see at other shows there and, uh, you know, some decent inventory in there. Um, while I was, while I was at the show, I realized there was a group of kids running around that it just ripped a bunch of, uh, prism cellos before I got there and they all had some decent cards. I could see them like showing dealers and I'm like, Oh, I got to jump in on this. So I started to grab the first kid. I'm like, Hey, come here, come here. Let, let me see. What do you have over there? Let, let me see those cards. And, uh, so between, between two of the kids, I ended up buying three cards. So I was, and I was pretty excited. Uh, and the cards looked really, I mean, for coming out of, uh, cello packs, these cards looked really good. So I got uh, a Will Levis uh, Silver Prism. And I'll hold that up. Uh, Puka Nakua Pink Prism. And Anthony Richardson Red, White, and Blue Prism. So these were three cards I picked up at the show just from other people. Just what I was just saying a minute ago, and I knew this was what we were going to get to that, you know, I was disappointed to see, you know, those side deals going on at a show where I paid a table, paid for a table. But at this particular show, when I, you know, one of these cards I bought kind of inside, but the other two were kind of at the door on the way out, right. That I just pulled the kids aside. I didn't want to make it look too obvious that I was trying to make deals with other people. Um, cause I know how it feels. I know how it feels as a dealer. Uh, the last card I bought there, I bought in the parking lot, um, from a guy who was asking where the entrance to the show was. Uh, and this is, a uh, you know, uh, silver, the, the prism rated rookie hollow, uh, Anthony Richardson. I'll hold that up. So all three of these cards, all, all checked out, all gradable cards. They'll be in my next uh, my next batch to uh, to PSA, and they'll be ready for uh, they'll be ready they'll be ready to sell when the time comes. Um, 
And I know I've touched on this before, but it's starting to feel like I can get better deals done when I'm not being a dealer. Think about it. I mean, I'm just getting better deals done and maybe not being stuck behind a table, but be able to, you know, be out and about and, and, you know, communicate with more people out there. Um, I'm almost thinking though, that maybe there's less expectation buying and selling when I appear to be an equal to other attendees versus being a dealer. Like, am I viewed differently as a dealer? You know, like people are already, already have got their defense, defense mechanisms up, right. Saying, you know, like this guy's going to try to rip me off, you know, immediately before we even had a conversation like that type of thing. Um, maybe a little anxiety too, like versus, you know, trying to negotiate with a dealer versus somebody else just walking around the show. Uh, I think it just, I think people may feel like you're on e like an even, even playing field. Um, and maybe it's time to start walking more shows uh, and, and get over the fact that I hate showing up to shows where the, you know, you can't get to a table when the table's three or four deep at a table and it's hard to get to a table, but maybe show up and just start talking to other people that are at the show too. hang out by the door, right? By the front row, hang out by the front row and listen to what, 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 what people are trying to sell. I mean, I've talked to somebody else. They said the best deals that they have, that they show up to a show and they hang around that front row and they just listen and they look and they're watching you know, all, who's coming in, what kind of cards they're pulling out, you know, what, you know, who's excited about the cards. And if they don't get a deal done, you know, they'll grab them and say, Oh, can I check this card out or check that card out and just try to get a deal done that way and still get, make a good deal. But, you know, obviously not offering as little as what, what they were offered and they didn't accept. Right. So it's a thought, it's a thought that, you know, this year may be the year that, you know, I'll try to walk some more shows than, than set up at, you know, my next few months are, are, you know, I've got shows, you know, the end of this month, we talked about Atlanta culture collision, but that's going to be a lot of walking in that show too, because I don't have a lot of inventory. So I'm sure I'm going to be doing more buying uh, than selling there. Uh, then I have uh Mohegan sun in February. I have um, Foxwoods, the card vault show. Uh, in in March, and then April, um, still up in the year air right now. If I'm going to go to Toronto or not, see if I can move more hockey and what I have left for hockey. But that's really uh, um, where I'm at now for the first few months of the year with that. So that's it. Uh, kickoff will be shortly. I'm going to uh, wrap this one up and. I will be back uh, Thursday with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.